Welcome to the Cornerstone Podcast produced by Global Grace Ministries. My name is Francis Wesso and this is the second episode of the series Talking About Angels and Demons. The title of today's episode is Introduction to the World of Demons. In the previous episode, we put a general foundation on the subject of angels and demons. And in this episode, we are going to focus on those fallen angels, the soldiers of the army of Satan. But first, let me give you the answers of the questions that I left you as homework in the last episode. The first question was, what kind of angel was Satan before he fell? The answer is a cherubim. And the verse that tells us the type of angel that Satan was is Ezekiel 28, verse 14 and 15, which says, You were chosen protective cherub, because I so arranged it. You were on the holy mountain of God and you walked on the firestones. From the day you were created, your conduct was irreproachable, until the command found its place in you. So the answer is a cherub. The second question of the homework I left you was, what was the first angel that humans saw? The answer to that question is in Genesis 3.24, which says, after spelling him, he placed the cherub's and a fiery sword that moved everywhere to guard the path that leads to the tree of life to the east of the Garden of Eden. So the answer to the second question is the same as the first. The first angel that humans saw was a cherub. Now we can start today's topic, but before I start talking fully about demons, I want to put a biblical foundation on the authority that believers have over them. I think many people are afraid of demons because they do not know their authority over them. So I want you to go with me to Ephesians 6.12. It says, Because our fight is not against human beings, but against powers, against authorities, against powers that dominate this world of darkness, against evil spiritual forces in the heavenly regions. The Bible tells us that believers are in war, not against humans. Our war is against evil hosts. But in this fight, we are not unarmed. Go with me to Matthew 10.1, which says, He gathered his twelve disciples and gave them authority to cast out evil spirits and heal all sickness and disease. God has given us authority over demons, and therefore it is our responsibility to take it. There are things that God does for us because he alone can do them, but there are other things that he expects us to do. Concerning unclean spirits, God has given us authority over them, and therefore we should not fear them. Regardless of how long you have been a Christian, you have the power to cast out demons out of whatever situation you face. Sometimes we don't take that authority or that power, but that doesn't mean we don't have it. Let me give you an example. At home, the person in charge of turning the lights on and off is you. The electric company provides the electricity that your house needs, so that both your lights and your electrical appliances work, but it is you who have to turn them on. We do not call the electric company to come over our house to turn the lights on or off. In the same way, God has given us the authority to remove the devil from our lives, but we are the ones who have to exercise that authority. Therefore, do not fear what the devil can do against you. 
you have the protection of heaven over your life. The blood of Jesus covers you and yours. Angels of the Lord are surrounding you and you have authority through the blood of Jesus over those demons. There are more who are with you than those who are against you. Now, in the verse that we just read in Ephesians 6, the Bible gives us a list of demonic ranks. For lack of time, I am not going to talk too much about these ranks, but at least I want to mention them. The army of Satan is composed, first of all, by powers or principalities. These are something similar to generals in a human army. These type of demons do not affect only people, but they exert influence over regions of the world. Then we have authorities. Authorities exert influence over the influential countries or people. In my opinion, people like Hitler, Saddam Hussein, and or massive serial killers are influenced by authorities. Then we have the governors or powers. Powers exert influence over cities or groups of people. Spiritual forces or demons, which are the next one on the list, they are the rank and file soldiers who assault people or individuals. Different versions of the Bible gives these ranks different names, so I don't want to put too much emphasis on their names, but I think it is important that we understand that each rank has a different function and a different level of authority. Also, various demons have a different function. For example, there are demons who function to cause diseases. There are other spirits or demons that torment people. There are also demons who are responsible for making us fall into temptation. And in that group, there are demons that exert sexual influence. These are the demons that influence areas such as pornography, sexual abuse of minors, orgies, or other sexual problems. Other demons in that same rank tempts us into things like alcoholism or drug addiction or similar things like that. So in the army of Satan, there are ranks and specialties, but as believers, we have authority over each and every one of them. Now I want to talk a little bit about what demons can and cannot do. First of all, a demon can tempt us to sin, but he cannot make us fall into temptation. 1 Corinthians 10.13 says, You have not suffered any temptation that it is not common to human race, but God is faithful and will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you can bear. Rather, when temptation comes, he will also give you a way out so that you can resist. So we cannot say that the devil or demons have made us sin. In my Christian life, I have heard many people blame the devil for things that the devil had nothing to do with. For example, the devil may tempt us to lose control of our anger, but he cannot force us to hit someone or to cause destruction when we are angry. Servants of God, in the course of my ministry, I have heard many people blame the devil for their marital problems when in reality, the culprits of the problems are themselves. We cannot cast out demons from places where there are no demons. Many times what we need to do is to make better decisions, to grow in the fruits of the spirit, or to deal with our emotional wounds that cause us to lose control and walk in our flesh. There are diseases that are demonic, that afflict us because the devil hates us and because we live in a broken world. But there are others 
that we cost ourselves. In the past, due to lack of wisdom, I abused my body, sleeping very little, working too much, burdening myself with my problems and the problems of others, and I suffer from anxiety attacks. Of course, anxiety is not from God, but of the devil. But I was responsible for my affliction. Therefore, I couldn't just simply rebuke the anxiety. I had to first repent from not respecting my body, and then I had to learn to take better care of it. The person who smokes nonstop cannot just blame the devil if he ends up with lung cancer. Obviously, God can heal lung cancer, but the person has to stop smoking to be healthy. If I'm lazy and I'm always late for my job, I cannot blame the devil if I lose that job. In other words, before we start to wage spiritual warfare in certain areas of our lives, we have to make sure that we are not responsible for those problems because if we are, it does not matter how much we pray, how much we fast or prophesy. Sometimes what we need to do is buy a better alarm so we are not late to work. But moving on, demons can take human form, but they are spirits and therefore do not have bodies like us humans. That is why they have the need to possess human beings and when there are not humans that they can possess, they can even live in animals. In Matthew chapter 8, we find the story of two demoniacs who were freed by Jesus and the demons being displaced asked Jesus if they could enter the pigs, which Jesus allowed. Also in Matthew 12, 43, it tells us that when an evil spirit leaves a person, it seeks rest in arid places. These places can also be lonely places. That is why many empty houses are sometimes known as haunted houses. By this, I do not mean that all vacant homes are demonized. Do not hear what I'm not saying. I'm simply saying that demons can live in people, animals, or places. A question that several people ask me is whether a Christian can be demon-possessed. My answer is no, because Christ and the demons cannot be roommates or housemates. But that does not mean that a Christian cannot be tormented by devils. In other words, a demon cannot control a believer. But as we already said, because human beings are spirits, they can hear the voice of demons and those demons can torment us if we let them. In 1 Samuel chapter 16, we read that King Saul was tormented by a demon. Many Christians and especially children are tormented with nightmares or night torments. If you suffer from them, my advice to you is to take the authority you have as believer and in the name of Jesus put an end to that torment by rebuking any demon that torments you or your family. I am going to close this episode here, but I need to clarify that demons and Satan do not live in hell as many people think. Satan does not have a throne in a place of torment and hell has not yet been opened. The first beings in hell will be the beast and the antichrist and then Satan and his demons will end up in it, but they do not live there at this time. When they are not prowling earth or dwelling in people or animals, demons live in what we know as the spirit realm or the second heaven. Okay, we're going to stop here. 
But here is your homework for today's episode. Go to chapter 16 of the first book of Samuel and read about the spirit that tormented Saul. My question to you is, what kind of spirit was that? And did it come from God or did it come from the devil? Read the chapter, think about it, and we'll talk about it next week. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope that the rest of your day is beautiful and that you spend it enjoying the presence of God. If we are a blessing to you, please help us by promoting our podcast with your family and friends. And if you wish to receive more information about our ministry, please write us at info at globalgraceministries.com. That was info at globalgraceministries.com. Global